Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bose from the HR Happy Hour Show. I am so excited to welcome back to the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network, Molly Lombardi and Madeline Lorano with Research on the Rocks. Molly and Madeline were two of the founding members of the Podcast Network last year. We are so glad that they're back with us. They took a little break, but now they're back, and they're going to be providing updates on all things HR, HR tech, and all the research that they're doing at Aptitude Research Partners. They're two of the smartest people in the space. We're so glad that they're a part of our network. So please enjoy the show. Molly and Madeline, take it away. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Research on the Rocks. I am Molly Lombardi. And I'm Madeline Arano. And it's We're been back, a while. Back. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been with you all. Um, I know you've been busy. We've been busy. Madeline, what have you been up to? Well, Molly, lots of travel. I feel like the <laughs> spring conference season has started about a month earlier than, than it usually does. Yeah. So um, been on the road. I've, I was at the Smart Recruiters Conference in San Francisco, which was an amazing talent acquisition event with a thousand practitioners and um, solution providers from their expo. It was a great event in San Francisco. And then I was at IBM last week in Las Vegas, which um, had 40,000 people all very interested in Watson and everything they're doing with blockchain and AI. And yeah, HR was a big part of that, that um, event. So it was amazing to be there. Yeah, it's been really interesting. HR has gotten more techie and tech has gotten more HR-y, I think, <laughs> as, we've, <Yeah. laughs> as we've seen this progress. And I've been on the road as well. Uh, I was at the Ultimate uh, Conference, down, also in Vegas. It seems to be Vegas season <laughs> uh, for conferences. And um, also last week, sort of as an aside, uh, doing some work with the uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation in D.C., so uh, lots of thing, fun things on the, uh, the personal front as well with traveling and advocacy and even workplace issues when it comes to uh, things like uh, medical research, so that's pretty interesting. And I know we've been doing a lot of things um, for our own research and business. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about uh, payroll, at least I have lately. <laughs> And we've got our payroll index coming up, which I think is going to be really interesting this year. Madeline, I know you and I have been talking about kind of how payroll has been, um, you know, coming to the forefront. It's really not a commodity anymore. No, and it's a, it's a huge market. I think what amazes me is how many providers are in this space and still a lot of confusion for companies. So I know your report is going to provide some clarity around how companies think about payroll and some of the innovation there. Um, so I don't know if there's anything, any sneak peek preview yeah. you can give us from that uh, report. Absolutely. And it is. It's amazing how many um, companies are really looking at global payroll, even when, the, when they're fairly small, because um, sort of with the flattening world and, and things like that, it's really the complexity of how people are being paid and the, just the jurisdictions in the different countries uh, has really been interesting. And I think it's sort of companies are looking at how do I make payroll happen from a sort of technical integration level? How do I make sure my finance and my timekeeping and my payroll are all um, integrated and you, know, you have sort of that source of truth uh, for data and making sure things are efficient and effective. But then there's also sort of the cultural components we're seeing of payroll, which is, you know, payroll is really that, um, you know, as I always say, it, it ain't work if, if you're not getting paid. <laughs> so it's really the core of that relationship. And we're seeing a lot of innovation from a technological perspective that's impacting that relationship around payroll. Um, you know, fintech companies that are emerging into the space and new models when it comes to paying on a daily basis or pay on demand and um, delivering different services around payroll, whether it's financial wellness or bill pay services 
or things like student loan repayment. So it's really sort of an interesting time to inno the, the innovation that used to be driven by the fact that companies had to pay taxes is now being driven by the fact that um, sort of the way people are interacting with their money is changing. And so it's a really interesting technical and also sort of um, cultural problem that organizations are facing. So we're going to look at both of those. Uh, both those aspects and how companies can make sure they're finding the right provider from a technical as well as a uh, sort of uh, cultural uh, perspective when they make selection decisions. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's changed a lot. And I bet GDPR factors into the payroll decisions too. Absolutely. Looking at yeah, absolutely. GDPR is really affecting everything, and it's been interesting with some of the um, you know conversation around Facebook and other social media platforms lately. Um, the differences between European uh, and UK regulations versus US, I think, is also going to be an interesting conversation. But it really comes down to what GDPR is. Uh, telling organizations they need to keep um, record of and they need to make sure that they're being explicit about what's being what information is being gathered they have to have reasons to gather the information which I think is really important and they have to have ways of uh, assuring people that if they're information needs to be deleted that it's been fully deleted so the good news is payroll companies have been used to dealing with complex regulations for a long time so in some ways they have the tools to make it happen but obviously making sure that the laws are, are interpreted the right way is really important so GDPR is definitely a big factor in all of HCM because we're dealing with so much people data uh, but in payroll in particular fantastic yeah and I know you've been uh, working on a lot of projects as well. You've been working on um, some new uh, events we're having. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, our talent acquisition research has really been um, keeping me busy <laughs> for the past <laughs> the few least. <laughs> or years. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's changed for us a lot since probably our last radio show or podcast show is that we started really doing these very um, in-depth interviews with companies yeah. where before we've always talked to practitioners and we've always worked with corporations, but we started making this really um, a very systematic part of our, our research process. So um, from this, we've sort of evolved into what we're hosting as our research advisory board. And we're starting our first with talent acquisition this fall in Boston in October at the Battery Wharf Hotel. We're very excited. And we're hosting 15 talent acquisition leaders, VP and above, to come, stay in Boston, have a facilitated discussion by, by us, yeah. and some really exciting dinners and, and opportunities to network and learn from each other. And everybody's yeah. really excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited because I'm it's excited. our first event, and I'm <laughs> excited, yeah, because this is where we really learn so much. So we'll talk yeah. about issues um, like LinkedIn, you know, what's, what's, how relevant that is still, is that an effective tool for sourcing passive candidates, we'll talk about ERP versus best of breed, we'll talk about, you know, the assessment market, and we're seeing a lot of increase in, in assessments, we'll talk about that as well, so um, I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be really great, and there's nothing you and I like better than being in a room full of people who are as excited about talent acquisition and, and HR as we are, and so I think it's really a, a chance to sort of invite people into our home, so, so to speak, here in Boston, and have some really interesting conversations with people who are really living this day to day, so really excited about what uh, what you're doing and, and how that event's going to play out uh, this fall. Yeah, and it's it's a good time to have it in October and not now when we're still getting snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, spring and um, fall I'm are when you fall in love with Boston, yeah. right? You know, it's it's yeah, exactly. the fall comes or the spring comes and the flowers bloom or the colors change. You're like, oh, this is why I live here. And then it snows for six months, and you. 
Yeah, yeah, November to April is not a good time for an event in Boston. Exactly, exactly. We love the snow, but it does make travel very easy. So, <laughs> what else yeah, have we got, got going? Stuck in DC last week. I did get stuck in DC. DC gets four inches of snow, and apparently the entire city shuts down. So, that was a, a bit of an adventure, <laughs> but uh, time well spent. Uh, regardless, managed to to make some good use of it, seeing seeing some other colleagues and things like that. Um, what else have we been up to, Madeline? We've been doing a lot of uh, writing and research. A lot of writing research. We had two big surveys that launched this year. Yes. Uh, you had a survey, the impact study, and then we had our talent acquisition and engagement and retention survey that launched and lots of data. Nothing makes me happier than a spreadsheet full of new data, which is probably part of, <laughs> part of my, uh, my illness uh, to, <laughs> when it comes to, to research. But yeah, the, um, the impact study has been really interesting to look at. We looked at things like diversity, uh, the impact of diversity, what people are doing about uh, diversity and inclusion. I think that's been a really interesting issue. And I think, you know, I'd be curious what your response is, Madeline, but when I think about sort of the major themes for this year, one of them is this um, idea of the manager and sort of what the manager is responsible for and how do we make sure managers have the tools they need for everything from talent acquisition to having conversations about compensation to dealing with diversity and inclusion. I think it's been a really interesting theme to see how that is playing out. And then also the role that AI and uh, machine learning and all these new new buzzwords are, are playing uh, when it comes to helping both managers and employees, um, you know, get the HR stuff done so they can get business, uh, keep business moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, both, both of those themes have come up in all aspects of the research that we're doing, you know, empowering the manager, thinking about AI and having better use cases, because I think right now we're just seeing a lot of buzz around it, um, a lot of confusion, right. and not a lot of companies understand the value. Um, and, you know, this came up at the Smart Recruiters Conference, and Matt Charney tweeted something the week before saying, AI is not a technology, right? It's a capability, um, and it's something that we we you know need to think about. And for me, um, I think we're going to see some success with AI and how we're using it in talent acquisition when we stop talking about it so much and when it just becomes yeah. embedded in the technology we use. Yeah, it reminds me of when we were talking about social and mobile 15 years ago, which I yeah. sort of hate to say we were talking about things 15 years ago, but <laughs> um, when we, you know, people were like, I need mobile and social, they wanted a checklist item, I need to get some social, you know, and now we don't talk about it that way, we just say, you know, I, I'm delivering experience in a new way, it's a new lens, it's a new, you know, capability to Matt's point, um, and it's not, it's not a, a solution in and of itself, it's a way of making sure people have information to be able to make better decisions and run their businesses better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's been um, interesting. And I think we're going to see a lot of maybe clarity this year, hopefully around those discussions in AI. And, um, and, and even when you kind of see some of these startups talking about AI, and then you go to a conference like IBM, and you see what Watson's doing, it's very different, very interesting. Yeah, it was interesting at the Ultimate Conference as well. You know, they acquired Kanjoya um, about a year ago, yeah. I think it was. And the natural language processing things that they're doing uh, there and really um, sort of looking at sentiment analysis and things like that, really interesting um, sort of capabilities. And I think also one of the great conversations I had around that recently was the difference between, you know, 
using AI and things to make sure that there's uh, equity in how we're looking at things, using data to make better decisions, but also where do you introduce the sort of human messiness back into the equation as well? So um, sort of how do you mix the, the human role with the, the role of AI and uh, the data that it brings? So really interesting challenges from, again, from a technical, but also a cultural and even ethical uh, position uh, from, uh, from all these new technologies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, I think communication's been another theme too. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about it since we started the company and, mm. you know, there's still such a need for better communication with our employees. You know, there's been, you know, an uptick in pulse surveys. There's been um, an uptick in how companies are thinking about um, using chatbots to reach out to candidates and um, to schedule learning. And, and, you know, I think communication's still a major pain point and we're still seeing technology mature in the way that it enables us to communicate with with the people that work for us. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a common misconception that sort of communication is touchy-feely, right? You know, and I think we're really realizing communication is just, it's the lifeblood of the company and there's many different ways to do it. And I think all these options are giving people ways to make sure the communication happens regardless of sort of how you're most comfortable communicating or what your sort of um, experience with communication is coming into a situation, either as an employee or as a manager, um, you know, using all these different ways to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to communicate and, and access the information that they need. So some really interesting, Absolutely. really interesting conversations we've been having lately. Um, so, and it's going to feed what's coming next. I mean, obviously the next thing that I'm uh, going to be publishing is that payroll index, which is coming out in the next uh, week or two. And uh, what else is next for you on, uh, on your plate, Alan? Yeah. So we have some of the key findings from the surveys that we'll be publishing. I'm working on an assessment report. Um, and it will be around assessments. You have better options. I think one thing we've learned is we've been sort of publishing the same thing year after year around assessments since we started in yeah. this crazy analyst world, Molly. And I feel like a lot <laughs> is changing in the way companies are thinking about assessments. And um, I think we're, we're really going to publish something a little bit more meaningful than what else is out there. So I think um, assessments is big. And then we'll start the recruitment marketing index, which is always a popular Yes, it's been uh, been sort of a market uh, market leader uh, in the past couple of years, and looking forward to the next iteration of that for sure. You know, the one advantage to having been around for the decades and decades that we <laughs> have been <laughs> in this space now um, is that it's really been interesting to see how the market, but also our, our own coverage of it, has uh, evolved. And really, um, we used to joke about HR is going to take over the world, but I think people are really realizing that hey, the people are what runs companies, and we're able to look at technology in a very different way now than we could have 15 or 20 years ago um, and really understand you know what the technical implications are and what that means for organizations and being able to take a sort of a, a fresh look at some of these uh, topics to your point that we've covered um, in a similar way for a long time and really realizing how they're adding value in a new way or how they could add value in a new way uh, for yeah. organizations so it's been fun lately around yeah here. and we're <laughs> Where are you traveling next? What's next on your Next your on my agenda, um, gosh, I even have to remember, a bunch more conferences. I'm home actually for a little while while we get payroll out, um, and then I've got some events coming up. Um, gosh, I seriously have to look at my agenda. <laughs> um, <a lot> of, <laughs> You'll be at Silk Road, right? 
Oh, yeah, we have Silk Road coming up. Oh, absolutely. How can I forget that? Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing some really interesting presentations there and kind of the journey that uh, both employers and employees take uh, when they are with an organization. So doing a couple of different speaking uh, slots there to talk about, um, you know, how individuals and organizations can grow together. Uh, retention is a key issue that we found from all of our research, really a number one priority for organizations. So how do you make sure that uh, from a mobility perspective and from a growth perspective, you're really helping organizations? and individuals um, develop skills and develop their um, desired sort of career paths in parallel with where the company is going to be able to extend those relationships. So I think that's going to be some really interesting um, content as well as discussions, uh, being able to share that with practitioners and people who are out in the field and really get their feedback on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And how about you, Awesome. Madeline? And I think the next one on that um, is greenhouse next week oh fantastic in new york city so very excited um some great companies there they have great speakers presenting i'll be on a panel with william tin cup uh, tim oh. sackett and george Rocker. some friends, of our favorite so. boys of uh boys of hr fun. technology <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think it's really exactly exactly all your fun yeah, and I think it's really been a fun you know, year for us as we looked at this year, even back in January, um, trying to make sure that from a communication perspective, we're sharing more and so that we can be part of this conversation. Um, if people have been following us on Twitter, uh, we've been trying to get out more data points. You'll see our fast facts, hashtag ARP fast facts. Um, every week, yeah. we've been trying to get out more blog posts. So if you want to follow us over at aptitude-researchpartners.com. You can follow our blog there. Um, and, and getting back to the radio show, making sure that all the great conversations you and I have when we're in our car or over a text at 11 o'clock at night or <laughs> all the other times we manage to get together, right. being able to share some of that with folks and hopefully uh, hear back from them what they're thinking as well. Yeah, and the nice thing about the research we do is it's all available for anyone to download and um, hopefully learn a thing or two about what Absolutely. we're writing. So we learn um, every day. Like that, go to our website. Yeah, it's our our Twitter feed is pretty active, so you can see a lot of data yes. that we share there. Talk to ARP at Talk to ARP, and of course Madeline and I uh, are on Twitter as well. But um, yeah, we really we want to keep this conversation going between us and between uh, all of our listeners, uh, and uh, love to hear what you think. So. Please feel free to contact us anytime. Uh, like Madeline said, our research is free on the website. Free, um, we're publishing it on Twitter and things all the time. And um, we're glad to be back. We hope uh, we'll be talking with you soon and look forward to your feedback. Yeah, and thanks to the HR Happy Hour Network for having us as Absolutely. part of their family. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Thanks, Trish. For letting us be the, uh, the black sheep coming back into the fold. <laughs> <laughs> research on the rocks. <laughs> research on the rocks. We are definitely research on the rocks. So excellent. Well, Madeline, great to talk to you as always. Great to chat with you too, Molly. And I will talk with you soon. All right. Talk to everybody soon. And uh, we'll be uh, with you hopefully in the next week or so. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to Research on the Rocks with Madeline Lerano and Molly Lombardi on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. To learn more and to listen to the show archives for Research on the Rocks and all the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network shows, go to www.h3hr.com. And remember to subscribe to the HR Happy Hour Network Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast player app.